everybody. Welcome to Nightmares and Cocktails, a little spinoff of Nightmares and Cold Ones. Uh, I am your host, Christina, formerly known as uh, director or producer, Teeny. Um, and I am joined by my guests today, Jillian Wermuth and uh, Jennifer McFadden. It me. <laughs> it me. Um, and that introduction, I just spilled water all over my book. So uh, I hope that um, everyone got a good laugh out of that. Um, but today we made a cocktail that we are calling the Bog. Uh, the it Bog. It is a red wine and a berry soleil uh, with some frozen berries. Um, and this is in light of the movie that we watched today, Labyrinth, directed by Jim Henson, which is a fantasy musical. Uh, lead cast is Toby the Baby. Toby uh, the Baby. Jennifer, <laughs> Toby the Baby, yes. Um, Jennifer Connolly as Sarah. Love and you, Sarah. we also have David Bowie as Jareth, a.k.a. the Goblin King. The Goblin King. The one and only. Uh, so, Jen, I'll take it over to you first. Uh, do you have any first memories of watching this movie? I don't have a specific first memory, but I remember watching this from a very, very young age. Um, and it being a little bit terrifying, but I also loved every second of it. I love it. Perfect. Yes. And Jill, what about you? First time? Yeah. <laughs> this is Jill's first time on the podcast, y'all. I got little mic shots. <laughs> so I like to think that this movie was my real sexual awakening. All right, then. I was that? four. <laughs> the bulge, though. The bulge we real. will address the bulge several times during this podcast. This is very important yes. about this movie. And to us in our lives, still to this day. <laughs> to this day. From yeah. 1986, when I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> R.I.P. David Bowie. R.I.P. Mm, beautiful yes. man. And also, I just want to give a special shout out to Jennifer Connelly and her eyebrows, which have inspired me and my eyebrows since 1992 when I was a baby. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer Connelly. I love you. Jennifer, our Jen, has gotten my compliments on her eyebrows. I sure have. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you definitely uh, marked your goal there on yes, those I did. eyebrows. Uh, thick never quits. So That's true. Thick with two Cs. Thick with two Cs. I love Jennifer Connelly. But Sarah, her character, is a whole different the story. Worst. Sarah's the worst. But we'll get into it, Yes. won't yes. we? So, Jen, why don't you kick us off? How does this start? So, we are in a park. Sarah's in a park. She's... Is this a cemetery? Oh, maybe it is a cemetery. I don't know. She's weird. She doesn't have any friends. She's 16. She's like in dress up, which is cool, which actually made me feel better about myself because I played with Barbies until I was like 13. So I was like, oh, oh yeah. So I was like, okay, she's like in a park. She's reciting a play called The Labyrinth. Um, she's going through it and she forgets one specific line, which she always just seems to forget. Jill, what is that line that she keeps forgetting? have no power over me. You have no power over me. It's really not a hard line. It's not. do the rest of it. It's the easiest line ever, but she keeps forgetting it. And then, I don't know where it starts raining, and she's like, oh, damn, I'm late. I'm supposed to be at home babysitting my little brother. So 
She's running through the rain. It's a pretty long sequence, actually. <laughs> She's running through the rain with her dog. Yeah, running through the rain dramatically with her dog, Merlin. They get to the house, and her evil stepmother's like, the dog can't come in. You leave the dog in the garage. So, um... She... And I just, like, picture, like, Sarah McLaughlin's, like, in the arms of an Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave your dog in the garage. Bring your dog in, goddammit. But anyway, she gets in, and... Sarah's all pissed off. She's like a pissed off teenager, which I definitely felt this kind of angst when I was like 16. Not that I had any like responsibilities when I was 16, but she's all pissed off that she has to stay home and babysit the baby, her baby brother, even though she has no plans at all anyway. So. I mean, she likes to play with toys. She. You think like he's the ideal companion. That is so true. Like you go into her room and she has like a bunch of like. You know, children's books and teddy bears and stuff like that. So you can tell that she's really into, like, all this stuff. Um, but she's definitely resentful of the fact that she has to babysit her little brother. Her, her parents are going on a date, whatever. And then, you know, she's having a little hissy fit and she goes into her bedroom and she's like, Oh, shit, someone took Lancelot, my favorite bear. Who took my favorite bear from my room? It must have been the toddler that can't walk. So she goes into his room and... Lancelot's there on the bed, even though Toby's in the crib just crying because he's a literal baby. <laughs> How did it get there, though? How you, did it get there? Do you think the Goblin King purposely <laughs> put that there? You know what? I actually love this theory. I mean, I just assume that his, like, parents just brought the bear. Yeah. But I like the theory that, like, the Goblin King is trying to get Sarah so pissed off that she wishes her brother away. So oh, this shit. is the reason that I think this, because when you're in Sarah's room... Prior to her going, you know, into uh, Toby's room, you look around and she has all all of the uh, puppets yeah. um, from the labyrinth and David Bowie in a picture on her mirror. So the, yeah, you see a lot of stuff, yeah. like a, a lot of things that you're going to eventually see. You see one of the fiery things. Mm-hmm. You see there's a Wizard of Oz book. You, you see yeah. so many things in her room that are like, oh, these are like clues to what's about to happen. But mm-hmm. um. Didn't notice that until today. I've watched this movie. <laughs> this is probably the movie I've watched the most. Like, I had to watch it at least a hundred times. Yeah, I feel like I see something new every single time I watch this movie. But that always is interesting to me, and it's never really explained why there's, like, random pictures of David Bowie. <laughs> like, that's never addressed. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. It's like, oh, if you see it, you see it. But nothing else further than that. But, um... Yeah, she goes in, into the baby's room and he's crying and he's being annoying and she's like, God, I like I can't stand you. I I you know, I want the goblins to take you away. Should I say the words? Should I say the words? And she's like threatening this big big threat. I mean, in her mind she thinks it's like fantasy. That that scene though, my big question is why does she put the baby's hat on? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question. She like, does a lot of questionable things. Like everything she does is dramatic. She's 16. I got my dramatic run from her. Like, if I really wanted to, like, stick it to someone that I was upset, I Sarah ran. She just whines. Like, she was me as a 16-year-old. Like, I was definitely like that, just complaining all the time, just annoyed all the time, pissed off at the world, whatever. John agrees. John knows. He saw me when I was 16. Sorry. It was unbearable for all of us. But, um... She's basically threatening to, like, wish her brother away because it makes her feel better and, and you know... And in the background, there's these goblins. I don't know where they're hiding. They must be in the room somewhere. I picture they're under the bed. Yeah, that's what I picture yeah. too. And they're like, they're like, shh, she's about to say the words. And did she say? Did it? she say it? <laughs> um, 
And she she says like I forget what she says, but it's not the not the correct words to get her brother to like be wished she away. She doesn't wish him away at first. Right. She doesn't wish him away. She just she just says I I you know I want I want them to take you. Yeah, away, but yeah. She doesn't wish it. She, but then she to specifically wish it. Right. And wish then the goblin to take you away right now. Right. Right. <laughs> so then right before she leaves the room, she like puts him to bed, and he's still crying. So I guess she's just like I'm just gonna fucking ignore this. Well, you know whatever. Um, and then she says the words, I wish the goblins would take you away right now. Yes. And then the crying stops and she's like, wait, hold on. You've been crying for hours. Why did you just stop? Let me just enter back in the room. She is not satisfied. She has wanted him to stop crying. He stops crying. She can't, she can't be pleased. She can't be at this point. So then she's like, why did you stop crying? Like he's going to answer her. He's a fucking toddler. Toby, (laughs) Toby, why did you stop crying? So she like goes to check to see if he's in his crib and he's not. (laughs) There's like a goblin in his place, which is terrifying. So this scene gave me major so weird vibes with the changeling episode. Yes. Okay. Um, Listeners out there, I know there's a ton of you. If you have ever seen the show so weird, it's on Disney Plus. Sh- shout, shout out, out, shout out, greatest show. There's an episode where it's Annie. That's Annie. her name. Annie, Annie and Jack are yeah. babysitting this kid that turns into a changeling and it's like a little demon baby, basically. Yeah. But um Toby or, or you know, Toby's replacement, this goblin thing, sounds mm-hmm. like a changeling and it's like terrifying it's and like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Did I do that right? That's exactly it. <laughs> but then in the background, like Sarah's like looking around like she's kind of panicking and like all these goblins are like, you know, popping out, but she when she turns, they're not there anymore and like you know, the window shutters are, like, opening and closing, and it's, you know, getting kind of freaky, and then a, an owl flies in, which is totally normal. Yeah, that's totally normal. Totally normal. And then He looks real. He looks so <laughs> real! <laughs> a real owl flies in, and then just happens to turn into David Bowie. Mm. <laughs> and we get our first glimpse at the Goblin King, man. Jareth Bowie. All glammed up. All Listen, okay, there's so the many mullet. things to address here. The the hair, the bulge, the tights, the, the whatever. Glow, the Wh- highlight. Right, his eyebrows. Eyebrows. Eyebrow game on fleek. Listen. He blends, his, eye- fleek. He blends his eyes better than I do. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, but basically, yeah. like, Jareth Bowie, that's how I'm going to refer to him this entire time. Jareth Bowie is like... <laughs> You know, talking to Sarah, and she's like, where is my brother? And he's like, dude, I took her away like you asked. Like, didn't you just ask, like, me to take her away? And she's like, but I, I need him back because I'm going to be in deep shit with my parents, basically. And he's like, actually, uh, no, I don't think so. Like, I just put him in my castle. I'm going to turn him to a goblin if you want him. I mean, feel free, but uh, you have to go through my labyrinth. And she's like, they yeah, said it. it sounds like a piece of cake, which is like a theme. Anytime she says that, like something terrible happens. And there it is. There it is. And so she basically agrees to, you know, go through this labyrinth to get her brother back. And David Bowie gives her a total of 13 hours, which is interesting. That's a weird time. It is. But thir- also because the clock has, why does the clock have 13 numbers? I don't know. I haven't figured this one out. It's but a labyrinth. Maybe it's just weird to be weird, but... Yeah, you, you see this huge labyrinth that looks like a maze, and she has to get through it. She has 13 hours to get to her brother, and he's like, okay, like, yeah, like if you don't you know, get here in 13 hours, he's going to be a goblin forever. Good luck. And then he like disappears. Okay, bye. Bye. Like, pieces out, and she's like, all right, I, I fucking got this. Like, this looks so easy. 
what the fuck ever. And, you know, she's traveling along and she's like, how the fuck do I even get in? Like, she doesn't know how to even start. <laughs> like, so she comes across a dear friend. Hoggle. Hoggle. Peeing in a puddle. This is Lady Jill's time. favorite scene for some reason. My favorite, like, when my sisters would say, what do you want to watch? Like, and I would, couldn't remember Labyrinth. I just learned how to spell Labyrinth, like, last year. Week, it's maybe. not that hard, guys. It's, <laughs> it so why the why gets you every Where time? Where does the why? Where does the I go? I don't know. The, the eyes R, at the end. The R fucks me up. The Y's in the middle. Listen, words are hard. Words are tough. But anyway, so my sister would be like, "What do you want to watch?" I would say the movie with the guy peeing in the lake. Like I thought that was brilliant. What a weird association. <laughs> but I'm not going to judge you. Yeah. Publicly. I mean, again, I started this saying that I got my sexual awakening. From this movie, so. Yeah, I wish I didn't know that. But we're just going to. We're going to. Go, it's the bulge, but. It's the power of the bulge. The power of the bulge. David Bowie, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Tights. Okay. Anyway. Anyhow. So she sees Hoggle and she's like, like, she's like, hey man, what you up to? And he's literally like spraying fairies with some bullshit. He's basically trying to hurt. And she's like, you are terrible. Why would you do this? And then a fairy bites her and she, she's like, oh. I okay, guess uh, I guess you're right. Keep <laughs> keep killing these things. But she's trying to like ask him how to get into the labyrinth and at first he's kind of hesitant to help her but eventually he tells her he's like the doors are right there and then the doors just magically open upon him saying that and um she goes in and she kind of looks down both sides there's only you know front and back clearly and they both look the same and she's like well where do I start? And he's like well good luck with that and kind of pieces out and She's like, you know, this doesn't this doesn't seem too hard. I'm just gonna go one way and see if it works out and And starts dramatically running <laughs> again. She has like clogs on. Like clogs. <laughs> <laughs> she has like clogs and like some weird vest and yeah. it was the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. It's some so anyway, she she's so motivating. Yeah. Though. I mean it does like you said when we were watching the movie, like like wow, this makes me wanna like jog. Like I feel yeah. like I could like it's run like she around. She runs with purpose. She does run with purpose, which I appreciate, even though Sarah's, like, the worst. But um, she gets to a point where she's just running, and she's like, damn, this thing just, like, goes on and on. I'm not going to find a way. And she kind of gives up for a second when we find our little friend. Our little the friend. best. The best friend. Nah. I'm just a worm. The I'm worm. Just... She she says, did you, s- I'm sorry, did you say hello? And he says, I said hello. But that's <laughs> close enough. Uh, it's my favorite. And, yeah, so she's asking this worm. She's like, hey, do you know the way through the labyrinth and he's like no man i'm i'm like a worm i i don't go anywhere but like hey come inside inside, yeah come inside and have a cup of tea um and she's like no i don't have time for this shit worm i have to go find my little brother like help tell me how to get through this there's only like frontwards and backwards and he basically says go straight because it's like all an illusion. Like this part really pisses me off though because if she would have given the worm the time of day she would have gotten more info. Yeah, she she should have really asked like this the worm. the worm and the worm's wife would have really helped her out. Yeah, but she is so, like, I mean, I can't explain some of her actions during this movie. I'm like, girl, why wouldn't you just ask more questions? You, you've met two two things in this labyrinth so far, and you, you could have asked way more questions to get where you need to go. <laughs> Don't go that way. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Literally, that's what she says. Right. Oh, okay. She doesn't say, why shouldn't I go this one way? 
And so she goes the opposite way that the worm is saying. You know, she walks through, she finds out, you know, the labyrinth is a maze, whatever. And then you hear the worm saying, oh, it's a good thing she didn't go the other way because that would have led straight to the castle. That's what we needed. But then we wouldn't have a movie, would exactly. we? Exactly. So, so basically, she's... So nice worm. Thank you, worm, for that. So she's get you know she's going through the maze and she hears Toby crying from a distance and she's like, "Don't worry, Toby, I'm on my way." When literally like 20 minutes ago, him crying would have made her run the yes. other way. Yes. Yeah, so this is what Make I don't up get. Your mind, bitch. Like you didn't want him, you wished him away. Yeah. Now you're mad that he's gone. She's gonna get in trouble. Is that why? Do you think? Oh, totally. Yeah, she's, that's she that's gotta be why. She knows she's gonna get in trouble. No, her stepmom already doesn't like. You know her. That's what gotta it be is. why. It's because it's whatever. Like you can't make her happy. That's right. True. I mean, you she's do sixteen. The opposite, and she's just like, well, now I'm upset. Well, think no. of think of yourself at sixteen. Like this was me at sixteen. Like nothing could please me. Me at sixteen would have went with David Bowie, and that would have been that. <sighs> yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. That's fair. I, I would have been too shy. But anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So then we, like, after she hears Toby crying, we enter one of the best scenes, Magic Dance. Oh, yes. Which, I love this scene so much, not only because you see Jareth on his throne, but he's just surrounded by puppets and no real people. Like, obviously it's the Goblin City, so there's goblins. But he's, like, the only human, (laughs) and he's the Goblin King, which is, like, that's always been interesting to me. Um, but think of all of the parts of the different, like, of Labyrinth that we didn't see. That's like, true. Because, like, all the different turns she made, like. That's true. There could be so much that we just don't know. Yeah. But um, we get into the magic dance. And I, what I love about this movie so much is that it's also a musical. And yes. it's, like, music by David Bowie. And it's so good. It's amazing. It's great. So <laughs> he's uh, he's singing a song and he's, like, tossing the baby up. And it's so clear that the baby is, like, a doll. Yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the crazy blonde yes, hair. Yes, yes. It's like yarn yeah. on his head. Like I, <laughs> it's a fucking cabbage patch doll. Yes. <laughs> I just love it. But um, that scene's incredible. The, I just, I wish we could like scene. put in a clip of Magic Dance, but we'd probably, we'll you know. We'll figure out a way. Don't you worry. Maybe, no. John's saying no. John's Producer saying John no. is saying no. <laughs> we don't want to get sued here. Guys, we're still Hashtag copyright. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Um, you remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? Power, power of voodoo. 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 You, you do. Do what? Remind me of the babe. This was us during the entire movie, and John probably <laughs> John probably just wanted to die while can, we were singing. Can they like copyright that? There, there's your clip, everyone. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's just like You're the welcome. original. Yeah. Obviously, we have beautiful voices. Sounds just like it. Um, so, like Sarah's trying to get through the labyrinth, and she keeps getting lost. So she uses her lipstick to trying to mark you know arrows about where she's going and these little tiny things i don't know what they are but they move the the little cinder block things and they're basically messing up with messing her marks up and she doesn't know where she's going and she you know there's a dead end behind her and then it wasn't there and then so she she's just so confused about where she's going and people in the labyrinth are messing with her well it's not I shouldn't say people, but yeah, that's her. Her common thing is it's not fair. We get and, like, it. We I was get gonna it. Suggest, but then I figured we wouldn't be able to do the podcast. Like that should be a drinking game. Yes. Every time you, she if says you take it's a shot, fair, take a shot. We would all be blacked out by now. Or every <laughs> time she says happened. it's a piece of cake. It's like, clearly not a piece learn- of cake, Sarah. And mm-hmm. listen, the next quote I have is 
let's address the bulge in the room. Thank you, John. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a direct quote that I have from John. Yes. I also have a direct quote from John. Uh, During the musical scene, you know, he's talking about how he can turn Toby into a right um, a a goblin. goblin. Right. So John said he's a wizard and he's a goblin king. He does it all. His LinkedIn is probably really impressive. And we all just died. So kudos to you, John. Always making us laugh. You real MVP. John is so silent right now. It's weird. <laughs> John, are you upset watching us do your podcast without you? He's no. shaking his head no. He's really sad. He's sad. He's dead inside. But anyway, <laughs> um, Sarah gets to this point in the labyrinth where she sees these guards at the store and they kind of look like cards like you said like in uh alice in wonderland yeah Yeah. and so there's two heads there's one on the top one on the bottom and there's two guards there and they're guarding these two doors and she's like bro like someone's messing with me in this labyrinth i'm trying to find my way to the you know the goblin city this this was just a dead end and they're like actually the dead ends are right behind you and she's like what the hell why do things keep changing in this labyrinth so i like it's kind of cool to me that and Tini, you said this while we we're watching it. It's like Harry Potter sort of where, yeah. you know, things keep changing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how the staircases change and yep. the labyrinth keeps changing on Sarah. So it's making it even more difficult for her to find her way. And at this point, we know it's been at least four hours because um, in the Magic Dance song after he sings it, Bowie's like, oh, in nine hours and 23 minutes, you'll be mine. So we know it's been four hours at least and it's. I don't know if, like, time moves faster. That's kind of what it seems, because it doesn't seem like she's been on her journey that long yet. But um, We're, like, 20 minutes in the movie. Right, right. We're 20 minutes in the movie. Yeah, (laughs) it's been four hours at least. But basically, she's, like, asking the doors, like, how the hell do I get to the Goblin City? Like, I need to find my brother. And they're like, you know, one of these doors leads to the to the Goblin City and the other one leads to certain death and she's like well, boom 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 yeah <laughs> how do I know which one and she's like well you know one of us tells the truth and one of us lies so good luck with that Ugh. so and this part confuses my brain so much when she's trying to figure out which door is which she comes up with some weird fucking logic where she figures out she's like listen <laughs> I know what the fuck I'm doing this is piece of cake. the yeah this is a fucking piece of cake and which we know <laughs> When she says this is a piece of cake, something bad always happens. Everybody take a shot. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant right now. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, ready. ready. <laughs> um, so she basically thinks she knows which door it is that leads to the castle. And she opens the one door. She's like, this is a fucking piece of cake. And she falls down a hole. And dude, <laughs> this that, so, this, it, that still haunts me. It's, it's haunts creepy. me. I don't understand. Like, I get it. But it's so creepy, and it gives me more Alice in Wonderland vibes. She falls yeah. down a hole. Yeah. But this time, there are hands. Hands that... It's a thing of nightmares. Okay. It, it really is. They call themselves... It's like very hands... They're very handsy. I See hate what you. I did there? I hate uh, you. Uh, so they, they say that they're helping hands, and they, they basically form a face with hands and talk to her, and she's like, what the hell is going on here, and... and they're, they're basically giving her a choice. They're saying, which way do you want to go, up or down? So we know from before that one door leads to certain death and the other door leads to the castle. She obviously chose the door that leads to certain death. And so they're giving her a choice to go up or down. Instead of choosing up, she's she's like, yeah, I guess I'll just, <laughs> I guess I'll just keep going down. Like, why not? She's not the 
brightest. She okay, Sarah. I know you're 16. Get your shit together. Get your man. shit together, man. <laughs> you could have just gone back up, chosen the other door, but I guess that wouldn't be as interesting, would it? No, no, it wouldn't. So uh, she chose down, and they're you know all the hands are like fucking freaking out. They're like she chose down, and they're all. She's like, what the hell? <laughs> like <laughs> they just let her go, and yeah, she just falls. She like she else. just fucking falls into an oubliette. Dramatic fall. A dramatic fall into an <laughs> oubliette, which is a place where uh, you put people to forget about them, which Huggle says, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so while all this is happening, Jareth is watching it in his little crystal ball that he has, which I'm so curious about how he has crystal balls, but he can just see things. It's kind of like a like a seeing glass. Yeah. Oh. Like oh, Alice in Wonderland. Yes. So, so much Alice in Wonderland. And you know what else? Um... <laughs> While you were talking about, like, the pit where people go the, to... The fucking pit. The pit. Um, that also reminds me, if you've ever seen uh, Inside Out, that's where... Yes. Yeah. Goes. Oh, my God. It makes me... Yeah. So, I cry every time I watch it, but... That makes me cry, too. That movie makes yeah, me so emo. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, Bing Bong gets forgot about, so uh, he fall Anything that is forgotten about kind of, like, falls into that pit, so... That's, that makes oh, me yeah, so that <laughs> sad. But, um... Sorry. No, Sorry that's no. That was a great tangent. Um, that movie is so sad, but it's so great. So good. Anyway, um, so she's in the oubliette, and you know all the goblins are like laughing, looking through the crystal with David Bowie, and David Bowie's feeling pretty confident at this point. He's like, "Yeah, she's gonna be so upset when she gets out of here, and you know realizes she has to start from the beginning." Um, and Jareth kind of has Hoggle on his payroll. I'll say like. Mm-hmm. Mm. Huggle is two-faced and terrible for most of the movie and somehow just shows up in the oubliette. He's like, hey, man, I'm here with you. And she's like, she's like, how did you? Oh, my God, friend. Right. She's thinking, oh, like. She's so desperate for a friend. Yeah. You just like, you look at her for longer than 10 seconds. She's like, best friends. Yeah. Listen, I feel bad for her, man. Like, that was me. I get it. I'm your friend. We're your friends. High school was sad. Anyway, um, <laughs> so he shows up and they kind of strike a deal. She's like, if you show me out, I'll give you this uh, this plastic bracelet. And Huggles, the kind of guy. from Claire's. Yeah. Yeah. From, it's like, he's like, what is this made out of? And she's like, plastic. And he's like, ooh, plastic. This is great. So he's obviously a shitty friend, if he's any kind of friend. But he is the only thing that she knows in this labyrinth so far besides the worm who you know he's having tea with his wife so um he agrees to get her out of the the oubliette and he puts this door up which sucks because she could have just figured that out on her own but um yeah it, it, they they get out and they it leads to this like underground these things that these stone things that look like almac from legends of the hidden temple are like warning her go or, back or they are the the rock formation from oh, um, yes. Return to Oz. Yes, which I love this. I would this. like to point out Return to Oz was made in 85, and right. this was made 86. in 86. Yep. So I wonder if they took bits and pieces, because there's a lot I of love that. references from Return to Oz, I feel Did like, Jim in this Henson movie. Did Jim Henson have anything to do with Return of Oz? Because um, I feel he like did. he did. John, John says Producer yeah. Producer John is shaking his head yes. John, so chime Henson in. has, like, any of his movies, they're all very similar, because we talked about this, like, Dark Crystal. Oh God, you so put, weird. You put Labyrinth and Dark Crystal together all the time. Yeah, they do. I well, I was saying to Jill in the beginning of this movie, like 
the first time I bought my Labyrinth DVD, it came with a Dark Crystal DVD as well. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I always Dark associate Crystal it, still too. fucks me up. It, dude, that movie is so weird. I have never seen it's that movie, so, so that will have to be one that we do. Well, we should do that. Like, it is so yeah, bizarre. Yeah, it's it weirder than Lillies. yeah, it, yeah, me too. It's weirder than anything I've ever seen. But yeah, so but God, that's so formation. But I do like <laughs> I do like that connection, Christina. And what's interesting is uh, as we talked about when the movie was going on, like Labyrinth seems kind of like a mix between Wizard of Oz and Alice in Wonderland. Yes, in a lot of ways. I mean, like she has her gang of friends. You know, she's she's traveling to you know the castle beyond the Goblin City. Um, all these weird things happen. It's just, it's really interesting to me, but yeah, she goes through these like rock formations that are warning her to go back and Huggles like, Hey, don't like, don't worry about them. They're just, this is fake. Don't worry about it. And, and they're like, yo, let us have our moment, man. Yeah. They just want to shine. It's been so long. They just want to warn people because no one ever passes through anymore. But, um, you know, they get to this one point past the rock formations and it's this like weird looking thing that. Turns out to be Jareth, of course, because he's always lurking around the corner. He's always watching Sarah and what she's doing, and he's always watching Huggle because, you know, Huggle's supposed to be betraying Sarah all the time, basically. And Sarah's just like, oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. You're my friend. Um, we've all had one of those. Yeah, we've all had <laughs> one of those, man. But, um, yeah, he it, Jareth is basically pretty, like, pompous, and he's like, oh, how are you enjoying my labyrinth? And, of course, what does Sarah say, Jill? It's a piece of cake. So then what happens? What happens after this? Because I just hate it. It's the cleaners! <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm trying to figure out how best to describe the cleaners. So Jarrah throws a little, his little crystal ball, and it turns into this, the cleaners. And it's this, like, bulldozer thing with, you know, spikes on it, and it's going after it's them. Like circles. Yeah, and it's, like, the exact size of the, like, cave that they're in, and they have no escape, and... They're trying to run away and... Hello, Indiana Jones. Right, right. That's that's kind of what it reminds me of. And they're trying to find a way out. And Huggle's like, this is your fault. <laughs> like, this yeah. entire time they're running away, he's like, thanks a lot for this. And they just happen to push down a wall. I guess the foundation is pretty shitty. But, um, there it is. And there just happens to be a ladder in there, too, which yeah. is incredible. So they climb up this ladder. We notice that Huggle has a bubble butt. Bubble butt. In this bubble, scene. Bubble, bubble, bubble butt. This is important. This is an important part of the story. It is. They climb up this really large ladder and basically go out to this courtyard. And I love this scene. This is one of my favorite scenes with the old man and the hat. The bird? <laughs> the bird hat. The I'm bird. I'm so confused by it. Yeah. So it's, but it's like a hat, the bird, but it's a bird is like the better personality. Like, yeah. You know, like the old man, he just falls asleep. I wish Some bird has the best had bird hats. Yeah, it's mm. like he's like. <laughs> I wish I had a bird hat. No, you we should get one of these bird hats. Do you <laughs> think should. they? Do you think they have them on like eBay or Amazon? Amazon, Amazon. Fuck Amazon, though. I know, but also they have everything. They in do. Prime shipping. They freaking do. But that. um, yeah, she she stumbles across this old man, and she's like, she's basically asking everyone she knows, like, I'm trying to get to the center of the labyrinth to find my brother. Can you help? And he gives her some advice, and it's it's not helpful. It's He just is like, the way forward is sometimes the way back. Thanks, buddy. And she still fucking tips him. Yeah, she tips him. The hat's like, he falls asleep, and the hat's like, hey, leave a tip. <laughs> and, 
And she's like, yeah, I guess, yeah, this is fine. I'll, I'll give you my costume jewelry. This is worth it. Yeah. And Claire's for the win again. Claire, you know what? Claire's is the MVP yeah. of this scene. But, you know, he, this is the advice that he gives. She takes it and she's like, yeah, this is, this is helpful. I guess she finds it helpful in some way. And we have an interesting point in this movie where she refers to Huggle as her friend. And he's kind of taken aback by this because he's never had a friend before. Probably because he's so fucking shitty. Mm. But and she's also never really had a friend. Yes. So they kind of yes. fit perfectly together. She's like, I've said more than two sentences to you. We're friends. Yep. Right. And he's like, oh my god, you're my friend. So they're a match made in heaven. I have written down. <laughs> Sarah says Huggle is her friend and he ditches her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then he actually not only does he ditch her, he says Hoggle is Hoggle's friend. Yeah, at oh. the so basically at the first sign of danger or anything uncomfortable, Hoggle's like, "I'm fucking out of here. Good luck later." They they hear screams in the distance, and of course Sarah's like, "Ooh, what could that be? Let's investigate." And Hoggle's like, and, "Bye." Yeah. And you know the thing is, is like he admits that he is a coward. He yeah, does. She still expects so much from him. Yeah, that's a good point too. It's like he's been he's clearly been shitty to you since the beginning of the labyrinth and you're still kind of And you're shocked every time. Yeah, you're shocked every time that he's betraying you, that he's doing this, that he's doing that and it's like this is his MO like he he's clearly working for Jareth in so many ways. Like Jareth keeps popping up and it's just whatever, Sarah. I get I guess you're too trusting. I want to work for Jareth. Okay, Jill. This is <laughs> this is a family podcast. Just kidding. No, it's not. No, it's not. Mom, I hope you're not listening. Um, so basically, the screams that Sarah hears is our good, good friend Ludo. He's basically being tortured by these. These things are terrifying. They're on sticks, and they're these oh the, these God, little creatures on sticks that are biting him. They look and like alien. Like, little yeah. baby alien, you know? Yeah, I, I, I described it to John as uh, he looks like a reptile in, um, in Mortal Kombat when reptile I gets... I thought you were going to say reptar. Also <laughs> reptar. Actually, they kind of do look like reptar They, they a do look bit. like yeah. reptar. Yeah. That's a good point. But um, you know, Sarah's watching from the distance and Ludo sees her and she's like, oh, if only I had something to throw. And Ludo does his little moan thing, whatever he does. And <laughs> Perfect. It sounds just like that, actually. Um, and a rock appears next to her, so she she throws a rock at these, you know, things that are torturing Ludo, and they get all fucking confused, and it's kind of funny, and they start hitting each other, and, you know, basically they run off, and she she gets Ludo down, and it's just so sad. And she's like, you look like a really sweet beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what I said to John when I first met him. You look like a really sweet beast. That's a direct quote direct from their quote. relationship. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it makes me sad this that scene with Ludo, but he's so cute and so dumb. So dumb. So As dumb. John described him earlier, he's kind of just like a drunk guy. Like He's like John. He That's says John. very few words. <laughs> John yeah. knows. He's a man of few words, but he gets to the point, you know. Yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, then then we come to pretty interesting scene with the knockers i don't i don't like the knockers <laughs> i don't like them uh again alice in wonderland remind me of the yeah. doorknob from alice in wonderland so um i like that she tortures the one yeah she's just trying to get what she wants man why don't you just fucking waterboard her next time oh my yeah God. she she uh <laughs> what i don't understand is she could have just used the other knocker 
She basically has a choice but between. But she's a brat. She's a brat. She has to get what she wants. She's never pleased. Never pleased. She, yeah, she sees these two knockers and one has the knocker in its mouth. The other has the knocker in its ears. And for some reason she chose the knocker that has the one in its mouth. Whatever. Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> this is such a minor detail. It doesn't matter. But the guy basically says, like, if you knock, the door will open. He doesn't even say where it leads. That's what kills me. But I guess there's no other option for them to go forward. So this is, like, the next step. Yeah, it's, like, one door or the other. So I always wonder, why didn't Ludo try to open one door and then she yeah, tried to open the other one? Right. Just to peek in and see just where a, it goes. You know what? It's the investigative work in this movie just isn't there. It's not. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw that out there. Uh, Sarah, you suck. But Jennifer Connelly, I love you. <laughs> this may have led to my criminal justice degree. Wait, me too. I have a criminal oh, justice degree. I'm clearly using it. Same. <laughs> yes. Just kidding. We're using it for this movie. Wait, this is why I got a criminal justice degree to be on this podcast. You're all welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Temple. Shout out, Temple University. To you? Woo! <laughs> Wait, you went there too, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Temple. Wait, actually, though, Criminal Justice at Temple was pretty great. I'm just going to. It was it was too legit. To I, I loved it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Back to the knockers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Hey. Hey. All right. Back. Bada booey. Bada booey. Bada booey. I'm leaving. Shout out to you, John. All right. Good luck with the rest of this podcast without me. Um, <laughs> I am not a good storyteller, so we fucked. <laughs> anyway. So we knock on the door and it kind of opens into this like forest thing, which I think it's so interesting, like the different parts of the labyrinth and what they Mm -hmm. lead to. Like it it leads into a forest inside of a labyrinth. So weird. Um, And when you see like when they like zoom out of the labyrinth, you see no forest. Right. Right. You don't see anything. You just see basically a maze. So I think that this part is kind of like a hidden pocket of the labyrinth. I I think there's a lot of hidden pockets, kind of like the oubliette. You know, yeah, I love that word. The oubliette. 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 This is ASMR. Oubliette. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> um, so, you know, they, they enter right away. She's only with, you know, the gang has not fully formed at this point. And you notice this a lot in scary movies. There's a gang. Um, so far, it's Sarah and Ludo. And, of course, Huggle, who's MIA because he fucking sucks. He's a little bitch. He's a little bitch and he fucking sucks. But anyway... Nevertheless, this is the beginning of our gang, um, which I think is important in any kind of movie like this. Um, so they're walking through this forest. <laughs> out of nowhere, Ludo just like later's out, like he disappears and just like drops through. He drops through what? I, I don't know. We the don't ground. know. We have no idea. We it's don't. A trap door. And he's a big ass dude. Yeah. 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 He. Where did he go? Where did he go? Like there would. <sighs> Uh, now was he scared <laughs> like i was like is he okay i, don't know. I hope so he's like a little baby oh. like like a big where the wild things are kind of baby. yes yeah. actually yeah, yeah what i was gonna tell this is important that you mention this christina because labyrinth is loosely based on the children's book outside over there who is the same author of where the wild things are maurice sendak i don't know if i'm saying that correctly but oh. same author so it's kind of, it's interesting that you said that because you do see a lot of elements and I believe you do see the book where the wild things are in her bedroom. You do. Yeah. yeah. You see a lot of things in her bedroom in the beginning that you're like, huh. They definitely you're like, you're 16. Like why, like, why are you still reading that? Listen, but I also, put. also, <sighs> it is a great book. It's I, great. 
Okay, I can't knock Sarah for still being into that shit because I literally played with Barbies until I was 13. Like, I'm not kidding. Girl, so did I. I didn't have a lot of friends. I had one friend, and it was my best friend, Kate. Thank you for sticking with me, Kate. I love you. (laughs) Seriously. But anyway. (laughs) Shout out to Kate. Shout out to Kate. One of the best people I know. Anyway. um, So basically, Ludo's gone. Sarah's looking around this forest. She's all alone. And this is, okay, this scene still fucks me up. It's not okay. It's just, it's, dude. We can't, do. should we, we have to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Creepy flamingos. That is John opening up a beer in the background. John, how dare you. Good for you. Good for you. I like to. Flamingos on meth. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure I have seen these flamingos on K9. I've seen this, (laughs) I've seen these flamingos in a fever dream. But you know what? These flamingos, again... They're not flamingos, guys. <laughs> they are not. They, they're very <laughs> flamingos. Damn it, they're, I said so. They're the fire gang. Fire or, gang. Well, they look gang, like flamingos. They are terrifying. They have something similar, again, in Alice in Wonderland. So, I'm just that, That's true. Guys, if you did not know, Alice in Wonderland is my favorite movie of all time. We had no so. idea. You are Actually, the podcast world had no idea. They didn't, and that is my favorite movie. So, or that your wedding it, was loosely based. Was <laughs> your loosely wedding based. was loosely, loosely based, based on on Alice, on Alice Wonderland. in Wonderland. It was. John, let me do that. So, um, good yeah. for you, John. Uh, I should have a labyrinth themed wedding. You should. Do you think Dan would do be okay it. with it? Yes. Who cares? Ooh, Actually, can I, yeah. Can who I cares? dress up as Ludo? Only if I can dress up as Jared. And John, stay home. I'm your your plus one. Yes. Anyway. She yes. comes across the fire gang, and this scene is truly terrifying then for so gyra- many reasons. Like, the one that's gyrating in the back is what haunts me the most. They can take their heads off. They take their eyes out. They take yeah. they take They're their gyrating. limbs off. They, they throw their limbs around, and Sarah's just like, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? Like, they sing, a, they sing a song. The song's actually really good. Get down, get down. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really catchy. Just like that. Um. These things remind me of those marionette parpets that you can get. Yeah. You could get down the shore. You, We are from Delco. We say down the shore. Down the shore. Down the shore. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they had these like marionette puppets that you can win at one of those games. And they it, do look like that. Yeah. It looked like a tea thing and you can like make them dance and it looked exactly make like that. Make them dance. Make them dance. I'm so sorry for my accent. That I'm, I'm not know. sorry about it. <laughs> um, yeah. So they kind of look like that. And I mean, it's Jim Henson, you know, he does the Muppets. So um, yeah, they're like marionette puppets, which is really cool. But yeah, they look gyrating a, and yeah, I like it. They look a little bit like Big Bird, only terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they look like Big Bird who has like alopecia. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so scary. But um, yeah, she she's basically screaming, and we kind of switch to a scene with Huggle, and she's screaming Huggle's name, and Huggle's like, "Oh, Sarah, I'm coming!" Like he keeps Somehow switching he's his mind. A pussy, but also pussy wit. I don't get it. It's like he wants a friend, but he's also terrified of Jareth. So he he kind of is basically doing whatever Jareth says. So he's who like he's that person who like when you're with them, they'll say they'll agree with whatever you say. Yeah, he and is. then they're with someone else and they agree with whatever they say. Yes, I totally agree. He's definitely two faced and terrible, and but he hears his fr- only friend in trouble, and he's like, "Oh, I'm coming, I'm coming," and he he goes to run and. Jareth appears and he's like, "Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. So, where are you going? In the, where he appears, you can see David Bowie's face. Jared in the rock. In the rocks, it, which is really cool. That is a really cool scene. I love There's, that. 
the labyrinth has a lot of really cool things like that but yeah the structures are kind of look like david bowie's face but more importantly in that scene oh you see the bulge. We see the bulge. Like, the bulge appears a lot right during in, this movie. Right in Hoggle's face. And that is the only time I am a little jealous of Hoggle. <laughs> you know what? Me too, Jill. I mean, I, I just I just want to do a shout out to the costume designers of this film. Great choice. Thank you. Great, great choice. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. They knew what they were doing. They knew exactly. Mm. Oh, they God. sure did. Jill. <laughs> Sure did. Jill's having a moment. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, Jareth is basically like, you're not going to help her when you know if, if you help her. I'm like, you know, I'm going to throw you into the bog of eternal stench. And this bog of eternal stench is important. And our drink, the bog, is based on this. I mean, it has nothing to do with the bog of eternal stench. But it actually tastes good and it doesn't stink. Yeah. The well. bog of eternal stench is basically this, like, river of... It's so bad. It's what happens after you eat Taco Bell. That's that's the best we can describe it. Yeah, like yeah. it's like a winking butthole. <laughs> I hate that you said that. But it is Tell that me is it's not. It it like pulsates. It, I hate that word, it but it just, pulsates. Yeah, like, it's it, like that's fart. worse than winking butthole. I'm sorry. They're both bad. I mean, let's just uh, maybe everyone should just skip through this part. I'm so yeah. sorry. Uh, We're just trying to give you a really good visual of this movie. But um he basically threatens Hoggle, you know, and he, Jareth is like, okay, like, I'll allow you to go help her, but, you know, give her this peach. It's, you know, just a little gesture. Give her this, give her this peach. She's going to want this peach. And Hoggle's like, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything to hurt her. Like, I'll betray her a thousand times, but I don't want to hurt her. And he's like, it's not your fucking concern, Hoggle. Give her the fucking peach or else. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Sure. He's, he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. You're right. Um, and before he leaves, Jareth is like, oh, by the way, if she ever kisses you, I'll make you a king. A prince. A prince. Because he's the king. A prince. And, and you know, Hoggle's like, you'll make me a what? And Jareth's like, prince of the land of stench. So it's a warning. Like, uh, you can't yeah. be happy. You can't have a friend. You can't help anyone. Like, you're my bitch, basically. You're my bitch. You're my bitch. So... We go back to Sarah, who's, like, fighting for her life, basically. <laughs> like, these, these you know, fiery things are trying to take her head off. Mm-hmm. And so she's running away, like, let me get the fuck out of here. Off with her head. Off with her head, yes. Mm. Another reference. You're welcome. Teeny, that's great. I never even noticed that until today. I didn't either. You are welcome. Mm. Thank you. But, yeah, she's running away and gets to this wall and... Of course, Huggles, Huggle is always there when she's in trouble, but for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Which bugs me because he's so shitty. Uh, Until yeah. the end. But, um... <laughs> oh, he's still shitty then. Yeah. We'll get there. You know what? He's not my favorite. But he's part of the gang, so we kind of have to just take him even if he's terrible. He's like that friend that no... Like, we're like, why are we still friends with this person? But you have but to it's be... Been, it's, it's been too long. It's been to too long. Yeah, you can't cut ties. Like, you have mm-hmm. to still be friends with them. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, um, he he throws her a rope. Where did he get the rope? Doesn't matter. Maybe it's, it's a just labyrinth. A, it's a labyrinth. There's a rope available. He throws her the rope. She climbs it up. Climbs up it. Words are good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm drinking the bog. I don't know what else to say. We're drinking the bog. She climbs up, and what does she do when she gets up, Jill? She gets up and she's like, thank you so much. And she kisses him. And where does that take her? To the 
fucking bog of eternal stench. Are you fucking, are you fucking kidding me? Firstly, I mean, it's not really Sarah's fault. She didn't know. That was totes her first kiss. <laughs> God, <laughs> stop. <gasps> she's 16. <gasps> but, um, I, how many times have I, we should take a shot every time I say she's 16. <laughs> I think I've said it like <laughs> 10 times so far. Like it's an excuse. Um, so basically. Like, did she just fall in love with a Muppet? He's like a gnome or something like that. He's something more than a Muppet, Jill. Either way, she's leading him on. Like she plays that game. She's gonna, oh, she's, she's gonna, like, uh, friend, like put him in the friend zone. From, uh, what was that show that we, uh, love, uh, love at first sight or look of Oh yeah, I'm 35 yeah. and he's 25. Yeah, so I didn't like, watch that show because I didn't want honestly, to. Honestly, don't. But also is that Love is Blind? Love is Blind. Ew, yes. Why did I know that? I yeah. I'm mad at myself for fucking. But yeah, that. she constantly is like, I'm 34 and he's 24. Burp, burp, burp. And when he's 34, I'll be 44. Yeah. So because fucking math. time. Because math. <laughs> um, yeah. So. But yeah, essentially, Sarah. Yeah. Sarah is Jessica from Love is Blind. Yeah. Well, really, Jen is because she's like she's 16. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. But um. They end up in the bog. They're kind of struggling not to fall into the pulsating water. Had to say it again. Jill's, Jill is death staring me. <laughs> We're saying pulsating. The winking butthole. Uh, that's worse. We need to take a vote. What's worse, pulsating or winking butthole? I don't know. Cast your votes below. There's nowhere to, there's nowhere to cast your votes. No one fucking cares. No anyway, cares. Um, basically during the scene, you know... Sarah's like, you know, I just wanted to thank you. And he's like, well, I have something for you. And he pulls the peach out, but then they fall. And he's like, LOL, JK. What a fucking snake, by the way. What a fucking snake. You're going to get, whatever. This this gets me heated, okay? I didn't realize how much I hated him until today. Actually, same. Like, wait, can we- And Sarah, too. Can we talk about this for a second? Who is worse, Sarah or Hoggle? Sarah. (laughs) <laughs> she had she did not no hesitation no hesitation I, uh you know what though depends what we're really talking about here like i guess you're right because sarah is like an, an annoying character she is like a hormonal teenage bitch which we've all been there right you said it sister but hoggle <laughs> Always, like, he admits to who he is. He he knows who he is, but it's like he's not really making any efforts to be less shitty. Like. And he keeps, like, just popping up, and she's like, oh, my God, BFF. Yeah. And it's it, like, no, he just talks shit about you in the hallway. Yeah. That's exactly how it is, and it bugs me the entire movie. And like you said, like, I didn't even think about that until today when I was like, why he's such a fucking bitch? Like, this really bothers me. Like, no wonder. He was left at the airport in baggage claim. Oh my god! Fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact. The puppet of Hoggle was left in the baggage claim, and yeah. now he's in some museum. Alabama. I should have looked it up. What museum he's in? Oh yeah, I forget. Um, but he is in a museum. Um, but yeah, that's what happened. Like they just like randomly left him, and you wonder why they left him because he's a piece of shit. Yeah, and he's and terrifying. You know what? They probably didn't mean to leave him. He probably ran away because there was some site of trouble. Like, There's probably security or some shit. Jill, he's not real. Don't. don't. <laughs> he's real in her mind. Right. Don't sorry. He's a real boy. He's a real boy. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um. Right. So anyway, sorry. We went off Back track. We went off the fucking rails. Um, Poopies. Yeah. So they're kind of scaling the wall and <laughs> they fall into 
Ludo. They like fall on top of like mm-hmm. how long has so Ludo been there? She falls on top of Ludo, but where does he Ludo falls end? underneath Ludo? Yes. How? He's how? like un- he's like all up in his ass. Like it, it. I don't get it. Uh, I don't get how he got sat on, but it happened. I don't know. Um, it's very yeah, it's very interesting. But again, it's a labyrinth. Oh, Jill's opening up. Yeah, Jill just you, cracked one. Not yeah, on Q either. She was like, "Fuck Mama's the rules." Fuck the rules. Fuck the rules. Not Fuck into the, the mic. Just, it's fine. Oh, is that a rule? Christina's bothered. Learn- <laughs> I can see I'll it on her face. Invited back. So <laughs> wait, I can see it on Christina's face. She's like, "That should have been in the mic." Should have been in the mic. Should have been in the mic. But also, this is nightmares and cocktails. So, uh, speaking of Jill, what are you drinking now? Oh yeah. Um, I. I'm super classy with my Bud Light Seltzer Classic Lime Margarita. Yes. You're welcome, honey. Yes. You're welcome, Bud Light. Now they should sponsor <laughs> us. Yeah, sponsor us, Bud Light. Thank you. I am double fisting. I'm drinking the Bog, which is a, you know, as we spoke about, a wine cocktail. And Pour I, it in, man. Really? It's really good. And yeah. I'm also drinking, and I talked about this before, Two Robbers Seltzer. Mm-hmm. They should sponsor me. I've mentioned Two Robbers yeah. The last time I was on this podcast, but um, peach berry is it really good in there? I bet it, it is. is. You should pour it I'm in. gonna just it's pour delicious. it. It's delicious. Yeah, why not just combine both drinks? Why that not? makes that makes most sense to me. Why not? Why not? Why? Okay, <laughs> and crazy. let's talk about Lizzie McGuire. Let's just forget all this. <laughs> let's just fuck John's day up. Yeah, and ruin his podcast. Paolo, 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 Paolo. Paolo. You guys upset me. It's Paolo. Yes, why I are you saying sing. it? Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> sing to me, Paolo. 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 Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Sorry, everyone. everyone. This is why there's only one of these episodes so far. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're going off the fucking rails. Anyway, um, so they they fall into Ludo and they see a bridge. So they're like, obviously we have to get out of this bog of eternal stench because it smells awful. Uh, we can't survive here. I see a bridge. They try to pass it and. We get another member of the gang that introduced for the first time, Sir Didymus, who is a dog. Sir Didymus. He has an eye patch. I didn't, like, I always wondered, was he a fox or a dog? He's definitely a dog because he's he a barks. Dog. Yeah. But sometimes I like to reference him as a fog. Yeah. Fox dog. Yeah. He's so cute. He has a little eye patch. He kind of looks like Robin and Hood to me. two legs. Yeah. He walks on two legs. He talks. He has um, a sword. And he has a dog that he rides that doesn't talk, yes. which I love. Um, so basically Didymus is like, sorry, you can't pass with, without my permission. And they're like, bro, like, let us You're like through. like a fucking papillon. They're like, they're, they're trying to, yeah, right? <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying to get through and this tiny ass dog's like, nah, man, you can't get through. And even Ludo's like, uh. Um, Sir Didymus is literally, like, he is the epitome of Napoleon Syndrome. Yeah, he's really like, tiny. He's tough as shit. Yeah, he is tough as shit. Honestly, and he he will not go down I, without a fight. I relate to that. I am four eleven. Wow, little. really? You are yeah. short. She's yeah. She's, she's um, little, but like, and I just realized, like, I think I am Sir Denimus. Like, nobody fucked with him. Like, they were like, you can't pass, and they were like, oh, right. okay. And they're and like, like, okay, Lu- sorry, Lu- sir. Like four hundred pounds, and he's like, Rrr. and then he realized, you know, we'll get there, and then he realized. Right. But first, like, Denimus is like, I'm gonna attack this beast, and he gets into like a fight with Ludo, and fucking again huggle sees his opportunity to get the fuck out of there leave his friends like he always does he's so shitty he's so (laughs) shitty this entire so he gets the fuck out and sarah's surprised 
Sarah is so surprised every single time Huggle fucks her day up. Yeah. But he leaves, and basically Ludo and Didymus are having it out, and Ludo's fighting back. He's like, I'm not going to fucking take this shit. I'm a monster. Whatever. I'm a nice beast. Um, <laughs> You're a sweet beast. But he tries but, to like hit him with like plywood. Oh, my God. It's so sad. Oh. He's trying to beat this, this poor beast up, and... Basically, they come to a stalemate, and Dynamis is like, wow, I've never had anyone who's matched me. Like, I respect you. You're my brother. And they become friends. Like, just like that, they're like, you're my brother. We're friends. And Ludo's, like, jazzed about it. He's like, fucking yeah. I want another (laughs) brother. Fuck yeah. We love it. So he becomes another member of the gang, and but still, they're trying to pass. And Dynamis is like, you can't pass without my permission. And Sarah's like, well, can we just, like, have your permission? And... (laughs) I guess no one ever asked him this, and he's like, yeah. Actually, sure. Sure, yeah, Yeah, why not? So (laughs) they all kind of leave. Right when Sarah enters uh, the bridge, (laughs) Dynamis, like, taps on it, and it fucking breaks. Again, with the foundation of the labyrinth. It's, like, clearly falling apart. And she's hanging literally by a branch. The tax dollars, man. Can you believe? what are they doing with them? I have no idea. Jareth really has some cleaning up to do. I mean, his shit is falling apart, but... Ludo comes to the rescue and does his little moaning thing, and the rocks kind of come up from the stench. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that, She's really good at it. It's really not what it sounds like, but I'll give you points for trying. Yeah. Um, so the rocks come up from the bog, and, you know, Sarah's saved from drowning in the bog of eternal stench. And, you know, Ludo's like, well, yeah, the rocks are my fucking friends. Like, they're always going to be there for me. Fucking rocks. Oh, they are the MVP of this movie for real, though. Truth. Anyway. It's bad when, like, a fucking rock is a better friend than fucking Huggle. Huggle. I'm just going to. What the fuck, man? I'm going to keep going on about this forever and ever and ever, to be honest with you. But anyway, we we find out that Huggle never really left. I mean, he was just kind of waiting for them on the other side. And He's like, is shit going to get better? Oh, it's better? I'm back. Yeah. That's, I'm back, bitch. He's an opportunist, I would say. Yeah. Um, he goes with whatever the best deal is. And, you know, you know, the whole gang gets across the bridge. Didymus calls uh, Ambrosius, his his dog, yeah. who's like his horse, kind of. He rides him. Who occasionally is a dog and oh then my, a puppet. He's, he, okay. There are scenes when he's a real dog and there are scenes where he's a puppet. Sometimes, it's sometimes both. It's, it's the it's crazy. best when there's a puppet riding an actual dog, though. I love it. It's so it's, good. It's incredible. So but good. It's ba- as good as, as when Toby is a doll. Oh, my God. <laughs> With the yarn hair. Yes. When he's like a Raggedy Ann doll. It's incredible. <laughs> God, I appreciate this movie so much. It's amazing. It's, it's so ahead of its time. I can't. <laughs> With the fucking puppets. Jim well, like, Henson. Ugh, God damn it. He knew. The CGI. The CGI at the beginning of the film. Did you know that wasn't a real owl? Did we all know that wasn't a real owl in the beginning of the movie? You know, it's like I watched this movie with rose-colored glasses. Yeah. And it's like today, almost, like, it didn't ruin it because I love it so much. You can't ever not love this movie. No. Sure. Guys, this is only my second time watching this movie. This makes me so sad for you. I'm so sorry. I, it's so funny. That I, I, I introduced this, it to you. Jill introduced this movie to me. Um, I actually told her the truth and told her I'd never seen this movie. Unlike other times. <laughs> Embarrassed for you. Um, it's really weird though because my aunt is was born in the you know in the seventies and you know she always showed me eighties things and um, I'm actually skipped surprised. over this one. <laughs> she really did skip over this and she was like, no, we watched this together and I was like, no, we didn't. So um, 
Yeah, so thank you for showing me this movie, Jill. This is my second time, so... It's a treasure. Yeah, it it's truly really is good. A, it truly is a treasure. I wish I knew who introduced me to this movie. I don't think this was, like... Gina? No, I don't think so. And I don't even think my dad showed this to me. My dad showed me a lot of weird... You think it was, Dad? John thinks it was my dad that showed me this movie. I, I totally I, see that. <laughs> I honestly don't remember, but... Yeah. Whoever did it, thank you. I appreciate you. Um... But anyway, back to the yeah, movie. Um, the so the whole gang kind of leaves the Bog of Eternal Stench, but we have Huggle kind of waiting there. He, he takes the peach out, and he's kind of considering just throwing it into the bog because in his heart, I know he's shitty, but he doesn't want to hurt Sarah, and he, he knows that Jareth obviously has bad intentions, and he, he thinks about throwing it into the bog, and you hear but Jareth's voice like, God. Deeper down inside, he's still a pussy. Yeah, basically. So Jareth warns him not to throw it. And Huggles like, yeah, you're right. Why was I even, you know, why was I even thinking that? Um, so they kind of venture on, and they're sort of in the forest area again after this, and kind of walking along. And Sarah's like, geez, I sure am hungry. And there it is. <laughs> and there, Huggles like, wait, this is my perfect opportunity to just look, give her this poison peach. He says, like look what I have for you. Like John noted, is like. Um, oh my god, I fucking almost said Cinderella. Like Snow like, White. Yeah, John said Cinderella. Yeah, like like Snow White. Like Snow White, yeah. Eating poison the apple. Poison apple, yeah. Um, it sucks too because Sarah is obviously a person that's like so trusting of her friends. I mean, mm-hmm. she has she has her full gang right now. She has Didymus, Ambrosius, Ludo, and Huggle all sort together. Of. So she's like, "This is my fucking gang. Like, we're going to get my brother gang, back." Gang. And, yeah, and. He presents this peach. He's like, listen, I've had this peach the whole time in my pocket. It's totally fresh. Don't worry about it. And she's like, wow, you're a fucking lifesaver, bro. And takes a bite. And it's like poisoned. Yep. And she's Makes tripping. Her yeah, she's yeah. hallucinating. I mean, she, she's kind of like sitting down by a tree. You see Jareth throwing out his fucking crystal balls, bubbles, <laughs> whatever the fuck they are. And bubbles. I'd love is- to hallucinate like that, though, man. <laughs> this would honestly show. be a great one. Like, yeah, yeah, like she's in an awesome ass dress. Looks she like looks bomb ass. She's party. so cute too. Like the dress that she's wearing with the puffy sleeves. Her hair is beautiful. It's like a masquerade yes. ball. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like when I was younger, I thought that was my wedding dress. <laughs> honestly, that's that's a great. Yeah. That would be a great wedding dress or a great costume for Halloween or, you know, just hanging out on a Sunday. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I wash my dishes in that dress. Me too. <laughs> Hell yeah. But, um, and in this scene, we have David Bowie singing the song As the World Falls Down, which is like one of my favorite songs ever. Same. He's, he, he obviously sings all the music in this movie and it's just all so great. He's like, talented. Just, he's such a perfect baby angel. My husband actually told me while after we got married that he doesn't think that David Bowie is talented. I promise you that. Did if you he divorce told him? That, I'm kidding. It's too hard. Like I'm lazy. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of paperwork. Exactly. Yeah. But if he told me that before we got before we got married, we wouldn't have gotten married. That's fair. Honestly, I respect you. Yeah, I respect that decision. And we're gonna need to have a conversation and with I'm your husband. I'm not gonna lie. Divorce might still be on the table. <laughs> I don't blame you for that one. But um, very talented. we're at this masquerade ball, and he's singing as the world falls down. And Okay, I just have to address how creepy it is. I'm going to say it. I said I wasn't going to say it, but I have to say it. He, okay, I'm not going to say her age, but Jareth. She's 16. <laughs> She's 16. Take a shot. Um, Jareth is clearly in love with Sarah, 
and he's he's like an old man. And like, like you can't even <laughs> use the whole like she's mature for her age. No, she's underage. But he's in love with her and, and this is a scene where they're at the masquerade ball, they're dancing together. He's you know she's kind he of is a, eye fucking the shit out of her. He there she's entranced, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, after a while she kind of realizes like this isn't real. Like she she comes to a mirror and she breaks it because she's like I, you know, I know that this isn't real. This yeah. is crazy. Um she breaks the mirror and she kind of, it is like Alice in Wonderland where she's like, you know. Through the looking glass. Through the looking glass, yeah. And she kind of wakes up and she's in a bunch of junk. Junk lady. Junk lady. She's on top of the junk. I love the junk lady. And I, I love same. her. Because she's honestly me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta respect the shit. junk lady. Yeah. We love the junk lady. She's, she's a sweetheart. So. The junk lady is like essentially like. You know, she's she's handing shit to Sarah, like... Yeah. Here's here's the teddy bear. You don't forget... The Charlie bear! Don't yeah, Charlie she, bear! Her... Basically, the junk lady's function is she's a distraction for Sarah. So, she's trying to give Sarah all these things to make Sarah feel comforted. Like, here's all your stuff from home, and, you know, here's Charlie bear, here's this, here's Lancelot, whatever, let me show you over here. And they go into what turns into Sarah's room, and... Sarah kind of lays down on the bed and she's like, oh, this, this must have been a dream. Like, mm-hmm. I just dreamed this whole thing up and whatever. That was crazy. And so she she kind of feels relieved for like a second and she opens the door and still sees the junk lady and she's there like, she fuck. And, and what's important that John figured out is yes. the junk lady is the same voice as, was it Belina? Belina, the chicken Belina. in uh, Return to Oz, which yeah. was featured on the pod. Yep. And that's, I just love that. But, um, so much. And I love this junk lady because she's just carrying so much on her back. And mm-hmm. it's not even her fault that she's terrible, but she just is. And she <laughs> she's she has a purpose, and it's to distract Sarah into forgetting why she's in the labyrinth. So It's f- honestly, like, she is – I feel like I have the junk lady all the time with me when I try to sh- throw shit out. Yeah. And it's like, do you really want to throw that out? Like, Charlie you Bear. you need this in the third grade. You need this. And I'm yeah. like – you write. Like here's write. here's a book report you wrote in fifth grade. What you're if gonna, you need it? You're gonna need this. You're, you're <laughs> gonna need it when you go to grad school. Right, right, exactly. Your, your child might need this later on. I don't know. But I just think that the scene is so important because it it really kind of trips Sarah up, and she's like, "Yeah, like why, you know, why was I here? I I don't really remember, you know, why I was here." And you know, as the junk lady's handing her more and more stuff. Like the Wizard of Oz book. Like the Wizard. Of, she's like, wait, this is all just like this is all junk. Yeah. And then she hands her the little music box thing with the little mm. figurine, and mm-hmm. and I I read in like IMDb that was something that Sarah's mom gave to her, so that's significant. Oh. That's important. And Sarah looks at it and she's like, no, like this isn't real. And again, throws it at a mirror. Breaks the mirror. Breaks Here's the mirror. The foundation again. Breaks the there, there fucking goes the foundation of the labyrinth. Clearly, they're having some issues. And all this junk starts pouring in. And Sarah's like, fuck, I, like, I'm here to get my brother. This is why I'm here. I'm, you know, all this shit means nothing to me mm-hmm. if I can't have my brother. Right. Which is important because at the beginning of the movie, you see that Sarah's kind of, I'm not going to say she's selfish, but, you know. She's a teenager. and Yeah. She wants to do her own thing. It's her stepmom's baby and her dad's baby. You right, know, it's, right. 
she feels like she, you know, she's not the only child. She's not the baby anymore. Yeah. It's not all about her. Mm-hmm. So I think she, this is an awakening for her. It is. She's like, this isn't just about me. I need to take care of him. He's just a baby. Yeah. And we never really ever find out what happened to Sarah's mom. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, obviously there's some, she has some resentment, some weird feelings towards mm-hmm. her stepmother and towards her, I guess, half brother. Yeah. Um, but this is an important scene where she's like, I'm going to like save him. This yeah. is, this is why I'm here. Um, so it's, I think that's kind of her, as John would say, hero moment where she's like, let me get the fuck out of here. And of course her, her friends are there to pull her out of the rubble, mm-hmm. which literal rubble. I just, behind the mirror. I, yeah, literal ru- <laughs> it's junk. I mean, they're in like a junkyard, but yeah. I just love that her friends are just happen to be there to pull her out. Mm-hmm. I think that's just the whole gang forming together again. But after this, we finally get to the gates of the Goblin City. And <laughs> you have Sir Didymus, who's so, like, valiant and brave. And he's like, let me the fuck in. Like, he he's, like, knocking on the door. He's like, let me in right now. Like, I'm ready for this. And Again, Napoleon Syndrome. Yeah, he's not afraid of anything, man. <laughs> John just... <laughs> During the movie, John made a joke about Sir Didymus, and he said that was P. Diddy's name before he decided on P. Diddy. And he, <laughs> he, just, he just walked by and showed me a picture of P. Diddy. I'm like, okay. He, he clearly misses the pod and wants to be acknowledged. He, he's upset that he's been silent this whole time. He, yeah. It took me 20 minutes to understand that joke. <laughs> it did. It really did. Like, you and Teeny had P. a... P. Diddy did him... Oh, oh. got it. Still you, funny, regardless. Oh, it's hilarious. You all upset me. I'm just Sorry. not smart. <sighs> I, yeah. <laughs> you guys really, really do upset me. I'm but sorry. Anyway. Um, the bulge. <laughs> anytime we just get sidetracked, if you just mention the bulge, that, that brings us right, right back. back. Right back. All right. Boom. We're on target. Um, Track. So Dynamis is trying to get into the, you know, the Goblin City, and he can't. Fucking Ludo just walks right the fuck in. He's like, listen, man. Fuck this. Uh, fuck I'm this shit. I'm, pounds. Like, I'm just walking in. Whatever the fuck. So he walks in, and this is so... Uh, and I mentioned this during the movie. This is like a video game scene. We see this, like, uh, Transformer animatronic thing yeah. forming that is obviously the defense of the Goblin City. And it's just, just this little guy that's, like, driving it. <laughs> but they're all like, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> what the fuck do we do? And these kind of spikes come up on the, you know, the opposite side of them. And they're, they kind of look like they're fucked. But for the first time, we have a motherfucking hero moment from our bitch ass friend, Huggle. He's like scaling the walls and he's like, I'm going to take care of this shit. And he jumps onto the guy controlling the animatronic thing and knocks him the fuck out basically. And yes. This is the first time Hoggle has been decent, like this entire movie, without any ulterior motives. I want to say the first and only. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's basically true. I'd like to think like he had it in with that person. Like he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna do this." <laughs> Listen, I need a hero moment. <laughs> um, I'm gonna need you. I need to you to make, redeem myself. Yeah, make this convincing because I have someone to impress over here. Yes. Um. But I do, I do kind of love this moment for him, even though he's been so shitty this entire time. I have to respect it. He redeems himself a bit. But um, and I love that this entire time, Sir Didymus is so valiant, but Ambrosius, his noble steed, who's a dog, is hiding 
and terrified. Oh yeah, like totally pulled a hoggle. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck you!" Like I'm, a, I'm just he's a, dog. a dog. What's he gonna he's do? He's a dog, but so is Didymus. <laughs> he's a dog puppet. He's just a pup. <laughs> he's just a goddamn puppet. But anyway, he, you know, Huggle kind of saves the day, and he falls down. <laughs> he like falls from the, the the fucking top of the thing, and he falls down. And he's like, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm not making excuses. I I I'm not sorry about anything I did. And then Sarah's just like, I I forgive you. It's fine. Yeah, she's like, you know what? You drugged me. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's totally it's cool. You've been shitty. BFF. It, it's fine. Her standards are so low. So low, man. Uh, so we need to talk, We need to have a conversation with her. <laughs> but, but like, not low enough to want to be with the Goblin King. Right. Like, get your shit together, Sarah. Sarah, we'll, we'll, have, Sarah. we'll have a talk. But as all this is happening, there's, like, a little goblin that warns Jareth. Jareth is just, like, chilling in his kingdom, and he's like, everything's fucking cool, and... This goblin's like, oh, by the fucking way. She got through. She got through and she's on her way. Just just letting you know. Speaking like, of at this point, can I t- say in a popular opinion? Yes. Have you seen Toby happier than you know when what? he is with Jared? Like is he is point. crying his eyes out with his the mom, the dad, Sarah, with Jared. He's like, ha ha! All happy, like living his best fucking the, life. Yeah. Does he want to be saved? Does anyone ever ask Toby, like, "Hey, you good, bro?" He's a toddler, but but still, <laughs> like, <laughs> no. But this is the only time you see Toby not screaming or crying. Like, he or, is chilling, like, and not you know, for nothing. I think Jareth is really kind of taking care of him. And like, Jareth is like, he has my eyes, and I'll really take care of this baby. Toby just wants to be a goblin. Maybe she should have just given Toby up, like. Honestly. I mean, he was kind of annoying, so yeah. Yeah. that's and what like, I And, like, Jareth was happy with him. I think it was a win-win situation. Jareth needed another human around. So let's <laughs> let's flip this around. Is Sarah the bad guy? You know what? Like, yeah. is Jareth really bad? He Jareth did, is not the enemy Sarah is this entire Yeah, movie. <laughs> he did what Sarah asked. That's true. And not only that, but, like, he's taking care of Toby. Like, Toby's happy and, like... You know, baby giggling and shit. He so is baby like, giggling. That's true. That yeah. does happen. And like he's hanging out with people his size. Like the goblins <laughs> are his size. Like, I don't and know. And he's not afraid of the goblins. He's like, these are my fucking friends, man. <laughs> right? These are and my like, brothers. She then takes him away from his friends. So, you know what, guys? Sarah's the bad guy. Sarah, you suck. I'm going to die on this hill. <laughs> Sarah, you're the worst, but Jennifer Connelly, I love you. That's the second time I've said that. <laughs> we need to make. I need to let everyone know that I love Jennifer Connelly. Yes. But so <laughs> there's basically this huge freaking battle going on in the Goblin City, and they're like, let's just let's just hide in a house. He's like, hide the baby. Hi, you, you, we're all hi- yeah. Toby. He he said yeah. Jareth is like hide, hide the baby, it. and there's this battle going on, and Ludo calls his rocks. The rocks again. MVP save the day. The rocks are the hero of this entire story. So basically, they're making their way through the Goblin City. The rocks have defeated all the bad guys, which is incredible. Ambrosius is still scared. <sighs> Poor dog. Um, but they, dog they, slash puppet. Yeah, dog yeah. slash puppet. Depends on which scene. Yeah. But they make their way finally to the castle, and they find that Jareth isn't there. And this is an important moment because they're all ready to, like, Let's let's fucking go after him. And Sarah's like, I have to do this on my own. 
like you, you guys need to stay here and and they're basically like okay good luck with that yeah, <laughs> like deuces have, bye have, have fun but this they're is like what I, this is my specialty yeah leaving they do say the line should you need us which is should you need us john and i say this all the time we just quote each other with that but <laughs> yeah sarah knows that this is a battle she has to fight on her own um and I think that's really important. And she kind of needs to step up and fucking face Jareth. And she enters an MC Escher painting, basically. Which and there are chickens everywhere. Okay, before we even enter this, there's... Sorry. Yeah, there's... Chickens. We meant to note that. I, I did write, there's I, chickens everywhere. Were, yeah, in the Goblin were, City... Actually, the, we should point. <laughs> the, the Goblin City loves chickens. They love chickens. So, that's important, just yeah. so you know. But... Yeah, she kind of comes face to face with Jareth in this M.C. Escher like painting. That I mean, there's stairs upside down, forwards, backwards, diagonal. Like it's kind of crazy. And this whole time, Jareth is singing this weird fucking song about how he's done everything for Sarah and she's not grateful. Basically, this is my favorite song. Yeah, but he has a point. You he know, does. She she requested that the Goblin King take him away, and he did. He took her. He took him away. So yeah, you know, and like yeah. He doesn't want to give it back because she's like, D- do you really mean this? Like, you asked to take the baby away. Like, I'm trying to help you out. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just want you to be happy, basically, but I'm also creepy, but I want you to be happy. Yeah, exactly. My favorite part of that song is, I move the stars for no one. Except for Sarah. No, not even Sarah. Like, he's like, I did all of this. I did so much for you. Yeah. But, like, this is where I stop. Right, right. And like, I'm, like, I'm not doing anything else for that. you. I feel that. I feel that. Like you're deep, being ungrateful, and I just don't appreciate it, basically. Yeah. But this whole time that he's singing this to her, she sees Toby, but she just can't get to him because it's a fucking M.C. Escher painting, like, in real life. Like, <laughs> yeah. she just, he's on a different stairwell. He's he's upside down. He's upside down. She, yeah. should it, we mention, he doesn't really seem to give a shit this yeah, year. Yeah, Toby he's doesn't. He's just like, listen, I got this little magic ball thing. I'm good. Yeah, like, I don't need you, sister. But, um... She's still chasing after him, and she sees him on this one staircase, and she's like, I guess I have to jump. And she does. She, oh, man, she leaps. She leaps. Dramatically. And, and like you said, Teeny, like, it is, again, like Alice in Wonderland, where yeah. she's just floating. Or, like, Return to Oz, when yep. she's floating down that, you know, you know, when she enters to see the Gnome King. She's, like, yeah. Yeah. floating down, whatever. Yeah. Um. And then they kind of, uh, firstly, Jareth has a costume change, and he's in all white now. Uh, just, I just wanted to say oh, that. Beautiful. The bulge, still there. White tights. White tights. That's all we need to know. That's all we ever needed. That's all we ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and he has some, like, feathers on him, because he's an owl, obviously. He's an owl. Yeah. Um, mm. So they have a face-to-face confrontation, and I love this scene because she's reciting her play, The Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. She's reciting it to him, and she's like, through dangers untold and hardships unnumbered, and he's like stopping her, and he's like, listen, stop, 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 stop. Because he doesn't want her to say what he, words. You have no power over me. There it is. All she had to say the, the entire time. Literally the entire, which is, in the beginning the of the movie, that's the line she couldn't remember. Yep. And which it turned... Like- like, why couldn't you remember it this time? Like, you literally know. had to remind like, yourself. Exactly. <laughs> and and that's the line that, you know, ends up freeing her, basically. But yeah. they have this confrontation, and 
Jareth is so weird. He's like, listen, I'm asking for nothing. I just want to rule you. And she's like, hmm. But then he'll also be her slave. Yeah, that's what he says. And I'm like. Like very dom sub. What do you want, Jareth? What is it? But she's not falling for it, which she's so focused. She's like, no, I'm, I'm here for my brother. Fuck you. Whatever. And then she's like, wait, I remember the goddamn line. You have no power over me. And that kind of just like shatters everything. And yeah. it the, the clock strikes 13 o'clock. And of course, at the, the perfect moment, she falls. Does she fall? I'm pretty sure she falls. Yeah. She's falling all the fucking time. <laughs> She's always falling through some weird Bitches time Bitches tripping scape. over nothing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and then it ends up, she's back in her house she's and it's back. midnight. And she's kind of like, was that was that a dream? What, what happened? And immediately, the first thing, check on Toby. Is he yeah. okay? He's sleeping in his crib. Chilling. He's just hanging out. He's like. Now she would have avoided this if she had a date like her stepmother said she wished she had. Yeah. <sighs> Poor Sarah. But also, she's the worst, so. Yeah. Yeah. She could have dated David Bowie. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are, indeed. Yeah, but so she checks on Toby. She goes back to her room. She's like, cool, it was just a dream. But then, was it? But was it? And we get another reference to Alice in Wonderland, where yes. she's looking in the mirror, and she's like, oh, that was fucking weird. And her friends appear in the mirror. And it's kind of like this sweet goodbye, like we also see in Return to Oz. Like, yep. it's so sad, and they're like, should you need us? Should you need us? And yeah. and she's kind of just like, but I, I do need you. I don't want to say goodbye yet, this and that, whatever, through the Why mirror. Why didn't you say so? Why didn't you say so? She turns around, there's a fucking party in her bedroom. Woo! They're all just there. The Love guy, him. the guy, the old guy with the bird hat's there. Love him. Some of the bad goblins are there. Oh. The, the fiery things are there. It's, yep. It's, it's a party. They all have party hats on. It's so weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so bizarre. Yeah. But and I like, love it. like awkward dance. Awkward dance. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're kind of just like bopping around to David Bowie music. Bopping and Yeah. That's what we do, though. It, yeah, it's it's a total white dance. <laughs> yeah, you can't deny it. No. Then it, then it like pans out. And then there's Jareth. As and, an like, owl. I feel like. He's an owl. It's just like how it ends with Jairus is like, guess I'll go fuck myself. Yeah. Like, where does he go? He's clearly still, like, alive. That didn't completely shatter him. He's like, what happens after that? Well, there's another big sister that wishes her little brother away or a big brother. Jareus is just going to keep trying. He's going to keep trying. It was a good effort, though. I mean, I think maybe he'll wait for Sarah to turn 18. Maybe. Hopefully. God. I know. <laughs> so you gross. know what though? She's so dumb. She probably wished the next day. Yeah. She, that she no, she'd be fed up with her brother again away. and be like, eh, I shouldn't have saved you. You kind of yeah. suck. You suck. Like, did you think she held that over his head the entire like his entire Absolutely. Life? She's like, I could have fucking wished you away, the Goblin Listen, King. I saved your ass. Saved You're you. welcome. You are welcome. Yeah. But. <laughs> so yeah, that's the end of that movie. And uh so what are your final thoughts, Jill? What are your final thoughts? You know, watching it with this, with thinking and, you know, as an adult, I still, all I care about is the bulge. <laughs> you know it what? It all comes back to the bulge, baby. And I watched it probably when I was about four, and I'm now 31. I can't math, but what is that, 27 <laughs> I can't, I can't years? Math. You can say it's 27 years. You can say it's 
Jen said, every time I watch it, I see something new. Yeah. And it's just, even though, you know, the CGI is not as good as it is in 2021 because it was made in 1986, but it's still, it's... You appreciate it for the 80s. Absolutely. And it's, you know, I, it may, it created my love for David Bowie. Um, again, rest in peace. He died when I was pregnant, which was terrifying for my hormonal state. (laughs) Um, but... Still, yeah, still my all-time favorite movie, even though so fucked up. It is. So fucked up. It's a weird, it's a weird time. So Uh, weird. Yeah. Jen, how about you? What are, what are your final thoughts? I'm kind of similar to Jill. Like, this is my favorite movie of all time. And I. we're soul sisters. Yeah. (laughs) I appreciate how weird it is. I appreciate the, the Muppets, the, you know, Jim Henson stuff about it. Speaking of. I don't mean to interrupt you. I forgot to mention Please my do. fun fact. The baby that the the actor that played Toby grew up to be a puppeteer. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's a very important fact. Actually, that's for actually like amazing. the Henson Company. I love that. Which oh, I for the Hens- Henson Company, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, that's, that's cool. really cool. I mean, I should probably double check that, but I'm al- almost. <laughs> this I, is fact based. I am almost positive. That he grew up to be a puppeteer for the Henson Company. That's really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I love, love that. that. But, yeah, like I said, this is this is my favorite movie. There's so many great things about it. There are, I mean, I know this is like a spooky movie podcast. There are some spooky moments in this oh, movie yeah, that still sure. to this day, like yes. the, the, the fire gang creeps me out. Yeah. Um, I just love that. I, I love that there is parts of this movie that still freak me out. I, you know... There's so many parts of this movie that I appreciate that I, you know, it's a great soundtrack. It's a musical. Oh, great soundtrack. Yeah. I never noticed it was mu- musical until today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's like, good. I knew there were so much, so many songs. But. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think if you haven't given this movie a chance, it's definitely worth it if if you go into it knowing how fucking weird it is. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, it's Jim Henson. If anything, The Bulge. The Bulge. It, if the if bulge. For, for nothing else, watch for The Bulge. <laughs> it's all about The Bulge, guys. It's all about The Bulge. What about you, Teeny? So, having this uh, be my second uh, time watching Shameful. Labyrinth, I, I'm so sorry. I really <laughs> wish I, I, I do. I really wish I grew up with this. Um, I think it's a, it's a great movie to grow up with. Um, like I said, uh, it was my first time a couple weeks ago with uh, G and John watching Return to Oz. And I have to tell you guys, um, you know, these these movies, you grow up with them and you love them as you grow old, older. Um, and I am such a weirdo that I love these even as an adult, even though I didn't grow up with them. So yeah. um, Return to Oz, Labyrinth, I, I think they're fantastic. 80, I love 80s movies. I think they're so well done. Um, the storyline is fantastic. It, it really does teach you something. You know, it's it's a coming of age. It um, is. Where, you know, you, you grow up and, and, you know, you figure yourself out and you, you become more responsible, essentially. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah, so I, I think that's really cool in that way. Um, again, you know, David Bowie, the music in this the movie music. is spectacular. <laughs> um, the imagery, too. The imagery, like everything. The puppets are fantastic. References um, to other fantasy that we know of. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's, it's you know, easily one of uh, my top movies, Um and I, yeah, I, I really recommend it. So, um, 
yeah, I, I love it. And uh, I will definitely be watching it more now that I purchased it on Prime. Hell yeah. <laughs> worth every penny, baby. Yes, <laughs> worth every single penny. So yeah, um, thank you, Jill and Jen, for joining us. And Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited to get this Nightmares and Cocktails started. Uh, that's going to be our new thing, so uh, we're going to have a few other episodes. Um, I got the hang of it now, so I'll be better <laughs> next time. I'm allowed to come back. You are allowed to come back. You are more than welcome to come back. At first, Jill was like, oh, do I, I talk now? What? Where? Who? And she got mic shy. I'm, I'm very fucking loud, so I don't know why I was like, no. But it's, here we are. It's, uh, you know, it's a, it's the first time. It's first time jitters. But um, I hope that you guys had fun, and uh, we'll definitely have you back for another episode. It was awesome to have you guys. I just want to add that I wouldn't have, never mind. What? I wouldn't have first time jitters with the bulge. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I wish I didn't tell her to add that. I need a shot. For the love. I can't, I can't do all this. All right, shots, everybody. Um, all right, well, with those final thoughts, I guess I'll just say stay spooky, everybody. <laughs>